The 2023 regular season is in the books. The playoff teams are in the tape and weight rooms, and your podcast hosts are in their lush recording studio with our team of producers and editors to give you that talk you crave on The Push-Ups. everybody welcome to a new episode of the push off podcast we're at the playoffs it's your favorite weekly nfl show that discusses everything that happened last week get you ready for those 2024 playoffs i'm your host scott hogan and joining us as always it's dan produced by dj khaled right there you go dan Welcome uh, to the postseason. Congratulations. We knew you were going. <sighs> Thank you, sir. And uh, now we know for sure you won the East. Um, we're going to hit that in all of them uh, and get us ready for the next year. Or feels, the ne- yeah, this year and the, ne- and the playoffs. Feels good, man. Feels good. Feels good to win the East. Feels good to take it from a collapsing Philadelphia team. Uh, it's the only thing that could actually make it sweeter. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing that could make that sweeter than this would be playing Philadelphia in the final game of the season to take it from them. But um, a Philly collapse and a, and a Dallas resurgence does okay for me as a two seed. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. fine with it. So if if you as the listeners have not joined us for a uh, recap of Week 18 leading the playoffs before, you've missed some fun because this episode has the longest two-minute no offense that it ever was. Um, you know, it, well... Not that ever was, but every season, it's this is the longest one. It's true. Um, it's it's like the untimed down, basically. It's an untimed two minute no offense <laughs> as it is because uh, it's like eight games this week. Yeah, we pick up we pick up our knees here a little bit, yeah. and uh, you know we're we're really putting picking them up, putting them down, getting to it as fast as we can. Black Monday too. We got to discuss that and all of the uh, opening head coaching positions. A bunch opened up uh, early for us this year, but we got a couple more here now. And um, I've got a, a slew of crazy stats Ooh, to wrap up slew? this year. As oh yeah, as uh, now that the season's over, all of those uh, those records uh, that have fallen and all of the big the big name stuff that that's finally down on on paper. I'll give you guys all that. That's at the end of the episode, so you got to mm. stick through the whole thing. So I you you have what I'm trying to say is you're here for a good one. I, I mean, listen, any episode where we can talk about the Dallas Cowboys definitively winning the NFC East, it's a good podcast. You start out no, on the right. right foot. That's all I'm saying. You get to relive it, yeah. Uh, last week we started with the NFC, so this week we're going to start with the AFC and lead us into the playoff schedule, which kind of leads with the AFC as it is scheduled. So it works out that way. Uh, so where I want to begin uh, from Week 18 is the biggest upset from the week the Tennessee Titans beating the Jaguars. The Jaguars in a win-and-in situation. All they needed to do was win a road game against a Titans team that has been eliminated for the last few weeks, and they couldn't do it. Dan, did I pick this one? I don't. Th- I didn't have you down. I'm pretty sure one. I did. I, didn't I pick this one just to fuck with you? <laughs> no, there. I mean, there was a slew that you picked, but I thought we both were on the Jaguars side on this oh, okay. one. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, I, I think I still didn't win the league, so it's fine. No, um, no. 
Right. Yeah, I, I will tell you this, man. The Titans never stopped fighting hard. I know they've had two disappointing seasons, but um, you know we'll get to it in a little bit. But, man, this is a team that plays hard. Ryan Tannehill, probably going to be a backup somewhere next year. His starting career is probably over. But, God, you know whose starting career might be on the decline? It's Trevor Lawrence. My God, he played a shit game. Like, um, not just a regular Dislocated game, shoulder bad. or something he was coming off of. I think he's been banged up. I think Lawrence has been playing injured at the end of the season, and that may be the difference. But who does but, uh Yeah. It, it came close to a touchdown, too. I mean, he's reaching for the goal line there in that last play. So it, a, a cup, another... Uh, half a yard uh, of a reach, and he's a tall guy, so yes. he thought he could get there, but it wasn't enough. Uh, he would have done it, but um, it, it was an impressive Titans game, and uh, from now what we know, this is like the end of a little Titans era. Uh, you got Ryan Tannehill start this one again. Mm-hmm. He's been on, you know, the starting quarterback for this team for the last few years. Uh, Derrick Henry had an awesome 153 all-rushing game and a touchdown, and then does not leave the stadium till he signs everything. Thanks the fans. Sure might feel like the end of of Henry in Tennessee. Oh yeah. So um the one of the news here of Jaguars being eliminated but that the Titans did it to him. Uh hung it on him as the as the way that they can end their season and then wait 2 days and then they fire Mike Vrabel. Now <laughs> we're going to talk about all the firings but that's something you can hit on now. That just happened today. So wild news right away. It is. I mean, it's one of those funny things where we're at no point are we ever like, hey, Mike Vrabel's not a good head coach. We know Mike well, Vrabel's we've a good head coach. Great about him. I think just recently we're like, we like Vrabel. He's been dealing with the consequences of a terrible GM for the past two years. You know? True. Uh, I mean, this is a team that traded A.J. Brown for nothing. Like, for fucking peanuts. They traded him for Traylon Burke. You know, this... When they got- not great. Sorry, they got rid of that GM though, didn't they? Recently, they did, but it's hard to recover from a GM in one season. They basically fired him last year, right after the AJ Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, AJ Brown went on and won a Super Bowl. That's yeah. when they decided, okay, you got to go. Yeah. yeah. So okay, it, that's true. It's only been a year. He's coaching a team with very limited talent, and I would say getting the best out of them. You know, now mm-hmm. we they true. may have lucked into a potential franchise quarterback with Will Levis. They might be looking at that thinking, hey, we want an offensive-minded head coach to maybe push this thing down the field. But the cupboard on offense is now almost completely bare. You're losing Derrick Henry. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to want to stick around. I don't think they're going to want to keep him for the salary cap hit. And I don't think he wants to sit there and be a guy that's a security blanket for a 25-year-old second-year player. I I don't think anybody's going to be happy with Tennessee's direction in the next year or two sorry not direction but Tennessee's production over the next year or two um I want to say though a uh, young talent I want to give it to Tajay Spears the green wave um yeah he had two touchdowns Lane. in this game he's a nice change of pace back with Henry so you're right I'm you would need the power guy again because of Henry's gone and I I don't know if it's a retirement or if he goes somewhere else or whatever it sounded like a retirement but we'll see um I mean, he's still yeah. he's. If you're Derrick Henry, you can make f- you know three, four sure. million dollars a year somewhere, man. That's that's not unheard of. He can still play. He put 153 yards in this game on uh, you know in a game that didn't matter. So impressive. Um, but then again, okay, so let's go back to the Jaguars. The Jaguars who started the season eight and three, oh, eight and three. The le- ended the season one and five. It is not. It is not good Jaguar news we're starting off this episode wow. with, unfortunately. That's right. That is basically what it is. So, 
uh, blowing it as they were. I mean, last year they kind of got hot at the right time, mm-hmm. and maybe that got carried into this season, and then that now they've they've bellied out. But uh, it, I, I don't know. You, it feels like uh, you don't want to blame the coaching and stuff like that. I think uh, everybody likes um, Peterson there and stuff like that. So it's not going to be a lot of change in Jaguars other than just getting some more talent around, I guess. Well, he's a good head coach. They're going to need to figure out the offensive line. They're going to need to add a few more players on defense. I think they fired defensive coordinator like today or something recently too. Yeah, they needed to. I mean, it's uh, they're not that far away in a division where they may have lost the up and comer spot to the Houston Texans already. You know, but that's remember the crazy like, thing. October, November, we were like, well, Jaguars pretty much, this is sewn up. Jaguars got this one. And who oh boy. Uh, well, we were leading into we were that. very wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. And it came down to because the Jaguars lost, it was going to be one of the two teams that already played. But in the way I have this uh, ordered, Texans beating the Colts on Saturday night, 23-19. to 19. Um, This was a game I was like, you know, getting tired. I was like, about third quarter, going to go to bed. I was like, not 17-17. This thing's going to be good at the end. So I stayed up for it. Um, Texans get a touchdown, miss the extra point, leave about six and some change on the clock. Colts move down the field. Seem like they're going at just the right pace to get a touchdown and kick an extra point to win this game. And uh, right after two-minute warning, I have a fourth and one, throw a little out to Goodson, I want to say Minshew threw it behind him, too, but Goodson dropped it. Hit him in the fingertips, dropped it, uh, and turnover on downs. Texans um, run out the clock, put a safety on there for good measure, whatever. But um, they clinch the AFC South due to that Jaguars loss and eliminate the Colts in the process. I, I want to say this is kind of a strange thing to say. I'm going to put, I'm going to put it equally on Goodson and Minshew. Because That's what I a, thought, too. It was a bad throw on Minshew's part, but Goodson talked about how that had been a gadget play that they had practiced a few times this week with him as the primary receiver. It's not, oh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's out. Let's see if we can get it to Goodson. That was a gadget play that he specifically practiced. Now, he might have been somewhere else in his route than he should have been. He might have been a couple feet forward of where he normally re- you know practices the thing because you felt like yeah. Minshew was throwing to a spot. And it felt like Goodson was not at that spot. I don't know whose fault that is, um, but a lot of a lot of love for Goodson taking that shit on the chin, and be like, "Hey, touch my hands. This is the NFL." But that's a yeah. tough, tough catch to make, man. That is a very tough catch to make. The Colts have to feel good about being nine and eight. You have to. No kidding. You lose your franchise quarterback. You prove that you've got one of the better backups in the NFL with Gardner Minshew, and hilariously. You're still in this thing. You're nine and eight. You have a winning season with a rookie head coach. Shane Steichen did an amazing job with this team. Jonathan Taylor missed many, many games with injury and you know holdouts. This is a Colts team that is ready to compete for the AFC South. The AFC South just went from like within two years being the shittiest division we had to now three, maybe four potential playoff teams. I mean, who knows what will happen with the Tex- with the Titans, but there's three yeah. teams that are in the playoff picture and look like they're there for the long haul. As long as Anthony Richardson can, you know, progress and, you know, not keep breaking his fucking shoulder all the time. I, I kicked myself that I didn't bring up on the episode last week that this is a rematch of exactly the 
week 18 matchup we had last week tech last year texans visiting the colts for the first overall pick the end of that game resulted in who got the first overall pick and because the texans had that miraculous comeback in indy it forced them to to get the second overall pick and that the panthers moved down to the first so instead of that we had the game for and then that's right it was the bears and the panthers traded yep yep i jumped that that trade gun um it was uh, now a, a year later, and it's uh, the game essentially for the division. That's nuts for both those teams to turn it up like that. Very impressive, yeah. And, and brand new coaches and stuff like that. It's very encouraging for both fan bases. Has to be. I know you are a Kevin Stefanski for the coach of the year this year. I should for coach certainly of the year. am. Yeah, but man, D'Amico Ryan's and just watching those post game locker room speeches, I'm like, yeah. Put me in, coach. Jesus Christ. Rookie, rookie head good. coach, rookie quarterback, who's lost his best wide receiver, maybe top two wide receivers, yeah. lost his top running back, I think, arguably, right? I mean, yeah. Singletary has been a, awesome since joining him, but yeah, we loved him. this team we loved is... Devin Singletary. Yeah, done awesome. Now, who are they going to be playing? Well, let's talk about it. They're playing the Cleveland Browns. We don't know you talk about the Browns game. No. <laughs> That's a two-minute no offense. So. Not important. Browns at Texans start off our soup, our uh, playoff uh, um, schedule. Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Central Standard is the kickoff. This is a Week 16 rematch that we just saw in Texans or in uh, Houston as well. It was 36-22 Browns, but... No Stroud in that game. Mm-hmm. That was the one that uh, Keenum started and uh, uh, Hills finished. Yeah. Um, this is the uh, also this. Uh, oh, also some Mari Cooper's huge day that two hundred some day. So is he going to recreate that? You know, we'll. I doubt it. You'd think you'd have a different setup for that guy. Yeah, I feel um, like they're like, hey, let's look at the game film on that. <coughs> let's not whatever that yeah. was. Let's not do that. Don't do that again. Maybe we get maybe we get a couple guys to watch number two. Yeah, uh, this is a fun stat. Uh, early uh, crazy stat here. One I found first time that two franchises have met in the playoffs that have not made a Super Bowl since the AFC Championship game of 1999 between the Titans and the Jaguars. Wow. Yeah, been a long time since we have two teams that have not been to a Super Bowl meet each other in the playoffs but because this is cleveland browns long time losers and a new team of the texans from 2002 <laughs> that's the stat good lord so, that's crazy yeah and i, I remember that, that the tennessee titans had never been to the super bowl uh the Until houston oilers them. also never went to the super bowl right which they is crazy that's that, crazy yeah, the same me. franchise yeah yeah uh and then let's talk about joe flacco man joe flacco uh, we joke about it, but he owns playoffs. Playoff Joe Flacco. It was a while ago, but he is six and zero in the first round in his career, and he is four and zero on road wild card games. The elite dragon, the dragon slumbers. <laughs> um, here's the weird thing, man. The Browns are a good team, top to bottom. They have a great defense, and we talked about it. The Texans are not at full strength. They are not. Right. They're a spunky They're team. Very, They're beating yeah. people. The Browns are the better team, honestly. If Joe yeah. Flacco does Joe Flacco playoff shit, the Browns should win this game. The Browns should win this game. Not saying that they necessarily will, but 
at at this point, everything is house money for the Houston Texans. As long as you mm-hmm. don't shatter C.J. Stroud's knee during this game, you everyone is picking you to win the <laughs> AFC South next year too. Yeah, bless yeah. his knees. But no, uh, I'm with you. This is the upset to well upset. This is the road team to pick the hot road team to pick this weekend. Uh, Cleveland. It's it opens up the weekend too, so it's going to be a fun one to watch. But the Browns are eleven win team to the mm-hmm. Texans. Did the Texans win ten? Yeah, ten. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure the Browns are favored by the betters by Vegas and your your apps. Um, I would pick them too, uh, even with Stroud in. But it's an entirely different game. This isn't going to be uh, the Cleveland run away with it game like we saw just on Week 16 because without Stroud, this is a very different team. So. Yeah, I would like to see Texans, you know, Tink Dell and that stuff going. I mean, whew. so next year, full strength, look out for the Houston Texans. I think they're going to be a hot choice to win the division again. But it's probably an early exit to these Browns. And the way I see it, it would ne- set up a very nice second round for the AFC. <laughs> That's true. But get to that. But um, well, I, I do want to say one thing. CJ yeah. Stroud, for the year, has an average time to throw of a little over three seconds he's not going to have that against the cleveland browns no that's true Um, garrett on one side uh clowny on the other yeah that's yeah that's going to be tough on him all right let's talk about another Clowney's in baltimore i thought clowny was on the browns no clowny's in baltimore jadavion who's the other side of that uh with uh garrett uh who was it it's um uh, Zadarius Smith. Oh, that's right. Okay, Zadarius. Okay. Uh, let's it talk. Let's talk about the uh, the uh, Sunday nighter that uh, was the game for the AFC East. Bills twenty one, Dolphins fourteen. Uh, Josh Allen, big game, three fifty nine, two touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions. In fact, he started that game turning the ball over like crazy. It looked like one of those bad Josh Allen games, but he turned it around. Uh, got his legs working too. Um, the turnaround was the Harry punt return touchdown, honestly. Uh, this game was 14-7, Dolphins at the half. The punt return, early fourth quarter, ties it. And then the Bills take the lead with seven minutes still left in this game. But wrap with an interception to seal it. Bills clinch the AFC North. They were already in the playoffs at this point, too, of the day. Uh, it wasn't a win or like lose and fully fall out of the playoffs uh, effort. Yeah. The, the Bills still take it on the road in Miami. Dolphins, again, can't can't take this division, even though they, they seem to have it a few weeks ago themselves. It's a it's a big, big loss. I, I will say this. The one Josh Allen interception um, was actually a good decision. I know that sounds weird, but his second interception, throwing that thing into the middle of the end zone, um, it was a fourth and two play. It was a fourth oh, and two play true. from the 35. It actually was better than a punt. <laughs> Because he, t- he took it out of the end zone. And didn't Eli Apple take one out of the end zone? Was that the first one or the second uh, The first one. one. So he, that was dumb, he basically yeah, just they went did. down, uh, and it was a uh, it wound up being a touchback, basically. Yeah. So he yeah. he gained 15 yards throwing an interception. So it actually kind of made sense. Uh, yeah. Not the worst thing you can do. I, I will say Josh Allen is just so fucking weird, dude. Watching Josh Allen play every week is so dynamically strange. Um, th- he didn't win this game, by the way. This game was won by a punt return touchdown that it seemed like broke yeah. the spirits of 
of the Miami Dolphins. Um, as soon as that happened, you could kind of feel the air come out of the stadium. You're like, oh, fuck, we're going to let the Bills back into this thing, aren't we, man? Yeah, and it was a Dolphins team that, again, they lost Van Ginkle, which didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal. But you can't lose I mean, a I Van watched, Ginkle. I watched the, the mid-season uh, Miami Dolphins, and when all of these pass rushers go down, boom, 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 and all of a sudden they're like, we don't have anyone to rush on the side. Like He was doing it like surprisingly well for him in – as a backup and then they lost him too and it was like Josh Allen had a lot more time back there to pick apart that defense and and it, Mahomes Mahomes loves to take every second back there and that's the matchup we have coming up so I'm you're right Dolphins put themselves in a very precarious situation well the Dolphins are hurt uh, too up. I mean they they lost Bradley Chubb who is their maybe best defensive player if not their best pass rusher you know yep. they are limping into the playoffs I would say this. Miami is also kind of playing with house money at this point, too. If they lose in the playoffs, everybody's going to be like, well, you made progress. You know, you moved you moved in the right direction. Tua, you know, he's not a top-five quarterback. I wouldn't even say he's really a top-ten quarterback at this point. But he mm. looks serviceable. He looks pretty good. You look like you've got a wide receiver core that is dangerous for a long time, and you look like you've got a running game that is dangerous for a long time. You can address the defense either in free agency or simply waiting for a couple guys to get healthy. Miami's not in a bad position. I really don't no, think they no. are. So, Dolphins fans, you got to be happy with this, even though it does feel kind of like a choke at the end of the year, but they also were just ravaged by injuries. So, it, you can't yeah. really lay the blame all on their head. But maybe don't do uh, hard knocks next year. Every every team has got some injuries, but the Dolphin, yeah, Dolphins ones are to some big players. Uh, Waddle, um, Mostert, I mean, these guys you, you can't miss. And, and I think the Dolphins are one of those teams, too, that, that – concentrate on their stars yeah. and when the stars go out like the the Niners kind of are when those guys are missing it really affects them and it's really hard to do next guy up so if, if you have a Shanahan offense which you know it's kind of yeah it's like that's you what get, we're load that at. thing with stars and just let them go but who he he loses star you know that's yeah that's your system I've got my real fast guy that's faster than everyone on the field and just got to get him the ball well he's kind of his hamstrings nice. a little banged up well now we're screwed yeah so uh, Miami Dolphins at Chiefs are kind of leading to that one. That's the second game on Saturday. Saturday night, if you don't have the Peacock, you ain't going to see it. Uh, or just pirate it like I'm planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, November 5th in Germany, this these teams met. It was 14-21 to 21 Chiefs, but we all try to forget that game. Uh, started 21 nothing Chiefs in the first half, and then it was all second half Dolphins. But when you play a game in Germany, does it really count? Um, the Dolphins are... Collecting pass rushers, as we said, they're very banged up. So they got Bruce Irvin. They got uh, who are the other? They got like two other guys. I didn't write their names down, but did they get Chris Jones? No, I mean Chris Jones got that. Uh, I wanted to say he had the celebration of the, yeah, the he, touchdown. He got a million dollars, the million dollar sack or whatever. Yeah, that's fantastic. I um, yeah, I I don't. Who's they got another? Oh no, they got Justin Houston. Oh yeah. The old man in the sea, Justin Houston. Yes. The, I was like, there's an old chief that's now on the Dolphins. That's Justin Houston. And then um, some other old pass rusher, too. They're doing everything they can to get guys who will, you know, hired guns, hired <laughs> just, head, I mean, head hunters. Yeah, because they basically just go, hey, listen, our coverage can stand up against the wide receivers yeah. because there ain't no wide receivers there. So, But if you can't get to Pat Mahomes, if you can't rush him at all – he will find a guy. He'll find Travis yeah. Kelsey. He'll find, you know, 
Uh, he'll find Pacheco. Like you give him two fucking targets, somebody's going to get open if you can't get there within four and a half seconds. So yeah. that's the that's the worry there for Miami is have they done enough to bolster their pass rush? I don't think they have to protect against the run. Honestly, like I know Pacheco is a weapon. I'm not saying that he isn't, but if you if you just let Pat Mahomes dice you up, Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. I know we talk about Joe Flacco being dangerous. Pat Mahomes is way more dangerous than Joe Flacco in the playoffs. You cannot give this fucking guy time. So this is a great matchup in my mind, um, and it does feel like a good Tyreek Hill revenge game. Um, Tyreek Hill, and he gets to go to Kansas City, whereas, yeah, they played him in Germany. The fans aren't really there, so this is an interesting one to see that. I don't know if he's not 100%. I hope he is because 100% Tyreek Hill in the playoffs is electric. And the NFL deserves to see that, so uh, I hope he is because in the last few weeks it's looked like something's off the gas or something with him, um, and that's not a joke about his house being on fire. <laughs> um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, one more game to talk about in the AFC. Let's start, first talk about the Steelers beating the Ravens. Now the Ravens did not play their starters, sure, and that's why we got this one right. Me and Dan, we mm-hmm. both picked this one. Uh, 17 to 10. Uh it, Rudolph gets the start, as we said. He got even though the all quarterbacks are healthy now, Pickett, etc. They're running with the hot hand of uh, Rudolph. Um, he had one touchdown. In this one, Harris had a nice game with 133 total yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Oh, great! This game was tight. It was seven all at the half. Um, Steelers took care of it in the second half with just you know more points, and then they did lose T.J. Watt though, um, injured with a knee sprain. And he's already going to be out this uh, playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you weren't winning this thing with a Pittsburgh offense. Uh, you were winning it with a Pittsburgh defense. And if you lose your best defensive player, that sucks. Like, this is a Pyrrhic victory. If the Ravens can take anything away from this loss, it is the fact that they don't have to deal with T.J. Watt in this, you know, they're probably not going to have to deal with T.J. Watt at all now. Um, yeah. But even the Ravens' backups looked like they were fucking hitting, man. <laughs> That's the funny there was thing a about point. the Ravens. Yeah, there was a point that I thought maybe the Steelers aren't going to get this one handed to them, but uh, it's it's an AFC North Division one. I think that's what we saw coming. That's why the Steelers were able to take it with backups in mean. Baltimore. But um, oh, this was also yeah, all rain game too. It was like just a mess of a game. Yeah, uh, still the, fun to know, watch. The camera was getting spotty. It's hard. Yeah, like some points hard to see. Um, this means. Because the Bills won, because the Steelers get in with the Jaguars' loss, uh, and um, yeah, just that crazy streak that uh, Steelers have going. They are back in the playoffs and playing the Bills on Sunday afternoon. So starting on Sunday, uh, c- completes the AFC playoffs uh, first round. Steelers at Bills, TJ Watt out, Rudolph starting at QB, even though all QBs are healthy. And that's what we got for this one, Dan. What are you thinking? Oh, there's not a chance the Bills lose this fucking game. The Bills have been on a tremendous hot streak, and uh, the goddamn goddamn Pittsburgh Steelers are missing their best player. I, I don't see how the Pittsburgh Steelers pull this out unless Tomlin does some crazy-ass coaching bullshit. Um, right. This has got to be a Bills win. Yeah, Tomlin goes crazy. Um, Josh Allen needs to control the ball, needs to com- keep control of the ball and not get crazy with it because the Steelers are not going to move the ball down the field as easily as the Bills should be able to without a T.J. Watt in there. So as long as he's not turning the ball over once he gets down there like he was with the Dolphins, it felt like they could have beaten the Dolphins by more if he wasn't doing that stuff. So, yeah, just be smart with it. 
and I think you win the game. And if you do, and I think, Dan, you're looking at this too, so real quick, that would mean the lineup for next week is, well, the Bills would get another home game. They'd play the Chiefs. So now you got Chiefs-Bills, but in Buffalo this time. Mm-hmm. Mahomes' very first playoff road game of his career is in Buffalo. And, oh, it, who who's returning to Baltimore with the fifth seed uh, Cleveland Browns, Dan? Yurit Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Joe Flacco <laughs> comes to Baltimore where all of those Ravens fans thinking we got this thing sewn up and then here comes the one guy scripted, who's baby. taking them there. I mean, that, is, that, yeah, that's script. it really feels like this is the script. On, on a year where the NFL is jokingly talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, script stuff, this one sure is, is fitting in quite nicely. We'll see if that's the case, but before we do, the games must be played. So we don't know if that's exactly how the NFL – uh, you know, and we know that's how they want it, but is that how it will be? We don't know. But that's the AFC, so this is a perfect time for a little break. When we return, the longest two-minute no offense of the season. Also, I'm gonna let you know who won in picks, and maybe, maybe, I, maybe who won in all of the picks. This is the show. Welcome back. Welcome back here to uh, the Push Off Podcast. Uh, it's time to hit the longest two-minute no offense of the season. Now, we do this one at this time of the year because, like the NFL, there's a lot of games that just did not matter that were played. There's games with a bunch of backups and stuff that that just weren't played. So I've got a lot of them, Dan. So it's everybody get ready for the very much longest two minute i'm i'm blowing up our our uh, our opening <laughs> this opener this is the time be, for the two minutes will be about as long as the remainder of the reviews oh, oh yeah of it of it two minute no offense Damn. because no offense but perhaps you are the fucking new england patriots and you lose to the fucking jets here we go Hop. Thank you for getting us back on track. Let's wrap up the AFC first with the Bengals crushing up on the Browns because the Browns were playing nobody 31-14. I don't want to talk about this game. I want to talk about my boy's uh, lady in the white bodysuit. Good for you. Good for you, mon frere. Oh. Yeah, good for you, Browning. Good for you, Browning. Uh, I got to look up that picture. Everyone's talking about it. All right, the Jets. <laughs> Not on your uh, work computer. Uh, we both picked the Bengals. Picked that one. The Jets beat mm-hmm. the Patriots 17-3. to This is a big one that I picked. Yeah, you needed this one. Yeah, Belichick, man, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, I really wanted him to just kind of rub the Jets' nose in it, whatever happens. But uh, yeah, they did not look good. They don't look sharp. Bailey Zappi's not the answer. It feels like it could be the Belichick's exit. Not yet. Mm-hmm. The we'll Jets snap a 15-game losing streak to the Patriots. 15 Ludicrous. games. Ludicrous. The Raiders beat the Broncos, 27 to 14. But yeah, Broncos on the decline. Antonio Pierce should be the Raiders' head coach. 
He just should be. I don't know why they're going to fuck this up. I don't know how they're going to fuck this up, but they're going to fuck it up if Antonio Pierce is not the Raiders head coach. Moving they, they want to interview Harbaugh first. Of course um, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 13-12 to in a bunch of backup bowl. Yeah, this was a bullshit game. I mean, the Chiefs had nothing to play for. The Chargers had nothing to play for. Uh, good for the Chargers for losing and getting a better draft position. Chargers offensive lineman Corey Lindsley is going to be retiring. He's got heart issues. Ooh, didn't know that. That sucks. Yeah, so he's done. Uh, now on to the NFC. Still, in two-minute no offense, the Vikings lose to the Lions 20-30. to Nick Mullins in. My boys lost, but the Lions also lost Sam Laporta. Yeah, he, he might be back. He might be back. He went out, but... Uh, that, yeah, knee injury, hyperextended, but yeah, day-to-day, week-to-week. It hurts their offensive chances, but your Minnesota boys never quit, man. 20 to 30, that's respect. Yeah, yeah. JJ, 12 for 192 in a touchdown. He had 1,000 yards in like seven games this year. 1,000 yards. Pay the man. Ludicrous. Whatever Jesus. he wants. Whatever he wants, give Ooh, it to him. Ooh, there's the timer. We did a lot. All right, but there's a couple more. The Buccaneers shut out the Panthers 9 to nothing. Oh, we fired the cannons directly into uh, an anemic frailing. God, Carolina got shut out. Fuck. But it took Ugh. just, it, it was three field goals for the Buccaneers to clinch the AFC South. That's what insane. a mess of a division. Forget Absolutely that. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Panthers fire their GM, Scott Fitterer, now. You know, That's on the a way one with year, the head coach. One year. One year head coach, one year GM. What are they doing? Half a year. Half a year head coach. Um, the I'm putting the Eagles losing to the Giants in here, 10 to 27. Dan picked it, though. Eagles gave up midway through. That was part of the reason yeah. why I picked it is I figured if they saw the Cowboys game going one direction, they'd be like, ah, shut it down. What's the fucking point? You know, get half a game rest. And I, th- I actually think they made the right decision there. They, they might have, but, I mean, Eagles fans and everybody's very negative on him right now. Hurts dislocated his finger. Good. Um, Mariota finished the game, yeah. Uh, and then the, you got to feel good if you're a Giants. You kind of finally turned it around, even though Wink Martindale stormed out of there, and I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, he resigned. Wink Martindale stepped down. Um, and then uh, finally, another two-minute no offense. I don't care if the clock's off. 21-20, the Rams beat the 49ers, which, Dan, this was the other one you picked over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz. I was like, I had to look it up. Who's playing the Rams quarterback? Carson Wentz, Wentz two touchdowns. An interception, but he ran a touchdown in. Puka Nakua, man. Most receptions by a rookie, most yards by a rookie. Jeez. It's going to be the new duration of season, so I don't think it's it's not going to have that long-term asterisks. Uh, I can't say asterisk. Uh, yeah. I can't say it now twice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the new mark. And, God, Puka, a fifth-round pick, man. Fifth-round pick. Great job him and Kyron Williams being rookies. Fuck. All right, so that's kind of the two-minute no offense. But we're going to push through even a couple more games, but there's some things about these games that are going to make it longer. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Here we are. Um, let's talk about the Falcons losing to the Saints. 17 to 48. <laughs> this is one I picked. Uh, in New Orleans, um, the Saints start to run away with this one late. Car threw four touchdowns. And then um, at the end, you know, for some fun, uh, they bring in uh, Jameis Winston to, to kneel on the ball because oh, that's Jameis. all they really want him to do anymore unless Carr gets hurt. And he says the team decided. That's not what they wanted to do. So lining up in victory formation, they decided to hand the ball off to Jamal Williams for a last-second, last-play touchdown. Arthur Smith did not like that. I have no problem with this, except that they did it out of victory formation. Agreed. That's exactly, yes. If you line up in I formation and you say, we're going to run this fucking ball, we're going to give Jamal Williams a touchdown, I don't even care if you do it three times. 
I don't give a shit. If you say, hey, we're going to get Jamal Williams a touchdown, this game is fucking over, this is all stat padding, I don't care. Don't do the it in a victory formation. up 10 just kept throwing the ball to, to Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, obviously to get him a bonus. Like this bonus stuff is kind of fun. Like the yeah. way we did with Chris Jones and they stopped the game for him to take a lap. Like it was fun. But, uh, and, and it's cool too to realize this guy made this much money because of one little, you know, extra well, thing. It's crazy. You better hope, you better hope he like fucking splurged on a dinner, man. Like, you, yeah. Now, you know, he did. I, does, did Jamal Williams have something like that on no, his? No, he just, he just had an embarrassing season where he never had a touchdown, and everybody loves okay. Jamal Williams. So they're like, yes. hey, let's see what we can do for him. I get this. Just don't do it out of victory formation. It'd be one thing if you get into victory formation and you audible out of it, and you go, hey, yes. listen, we're not doing this. I have a feeling Dennis ball. Allen would have called timeout or something. Yeah, there's a part of me that thinks he maybe wouldn't have. You know, that Just he was like, like, what's going on? That yeah. He would have been like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Oh, what do you know? Like, but you shouldn't do yeah. it out of victory formation. You give him an opportunity to, you know, give him an opportunity to defend that shit. It's going to get somebody hurt if they start thinking that you might be running the ball out of victory formation. You're yeah. going to get somebody yeah. blown the fuck up. That's not going to be good. You're going to get your center fucking knocked out. Um, it almost feels like there they might be a rule coming or something like that. Yeah. Like if you line up in that formation, you better be kneeling. And I, I, yeah. I actually really don't think that's a bad rule. Victory no. formation should be for fucking kneeling down. It should not be an opportunity. You know, uh, the fake half, spike. Second half is victory complete, formation. Yeah. First half victory formation. Yeah, you can you can still play around with that. That's oh, fine. Okay. Fair enough. I would fair say enough. that because generally defense that's has like, to be on their feet. Yeah. Put your defense on your feet there. But yeah, second half. You know, final two minute victory formation. Yeah, you got to run that play. Um. This might have also another reason why Arthur Smith might have been very upset at the end of this is uh, I was kind of leading into this. I don't know if I said it on tape, but uh, I was feeling this game as loser gets this head coach fired. Oh, yeah. This game specifically. And because of the way that this one went, Arthur Smith is fired. Dennis Allen still safe, but Arthur Smith is gone. Um, Fired like. 1202 some shit uh the next on on black monday um four of the fat uh, four of the last five were losing seasons for arthur smith i don't think the only i think the only way arthur smith keeps his job is if tampa bay loses and atlanta wins because atlanta winning and not making the playoffs still gets arthur smith fired in my eye probably yeah it was so back and forth you'd hear he's he's safe and then he's not and then we're not sure and i completely believe arthur blank and his crazy self was probably very open about i i'm i I woke up today and and i had a good stool and he's not fired (laughs) yeah i had a i had a sturdy bm and i've decided (laughs) to keep arthur smith (laughs) but tomorrow i don't know who's to say um, so, uh, we're going to talk about all the head coaches, but first you Dallas Cowboys crushing the commanders. There's one more game we got to talk about before we hit all of the <coughs> coach firings. <laughs> Dak Prescott, four touchdowns and interception. Guy named Dwaddle had a hundred total yards from scrimmage. Dwaddle? Does that make Dowdle. Know that? Rico Dowdle. Dowdle. I didn't think so. And then, uh, CeeDee Lamb, his usual over a hundred yards and multiple touchdowns. Making a play um, for offensive player of the year. He's in the top yeah. three. Um, the only thing you guys are not going to hang your, your doubt, your cowboy hat on is, uh, Aubrey's completion of this, uh, season one for three in the field goals, a little scary as history has shown you guys. Um, but the bad day, uh, for the commanders, um, maybe gets better in the future. Maybe a silver lining. Ron Rivera's gone. We thought he was going to be, and he is. 
and they are they are quickly moving uh, to fill front office everything. Rick Spielman of My Old Vikings and Bob Myers. Yeah, get ready to of, draft uh, nine guys v. in the seventh round, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Myers of the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, fa- fandom. I don't uh, get that. For joining front office. Well, they're joining to find a guy, I think, that will be GM. So I don't think these guys are going to build the team. I think they're going to find a guy to build the said team. Spielman's going to oh, with, with Magic. With oh, Magic Johnson. Of course. Of course. I think Spielman's going to be like, yeah, we really should find a GM as he spins a bottle that always finds Rick Spielman. And he's like, weird. I don't know what to do. Crazy. Maybe yeah. I should just run this draft for you guys. Uh, but first, uh, do you want to talk anything about this game, you Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, it, a- it actually wasn't even that close. I know it was thirty-eight to ten, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they had that blocked field goal that led to a touchdown. Uh, we just didn't. Yeah. We decided not to block a fucking guy. Um, and I, I'm not worried about Brandon Aubrey. I mean, I know he kicked the other one into the uprights. At that point, I think he was just fucking around. You know, <laughs> I think he was like, "I've never hit the uprights. Let me see if I can do that." Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys just look really good. This is what I wanted going into the playoffs is us having a sharp game where we looked good, defense, offense, special teams. And, honestly, we really did. I know it's not a good Washington team, but they were playing their hearts out out there. Um, They just aren't talented enough to keep up with a team like the Dallas Cowboys, and we just need to remember that we're actually a fucking talented team and we're better than teams like the Green Bay fucking Packers this year. Yeah. No, you guys are set up pretty well. Uh You've had your injuries, but not a lot of key ones as we talk right now. Zach Martin was out for this game due to an illness, which is fine. And we left Tyler Smith out because he's still recovering from a foot thing. But that's rest and that's time. And I expect them to be in the playoffs and I expect them to make a run. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are, then, yeah, there's not a lot of big names missing. I mean, Diggs. Sure, but that's uh, been all year. Yeah, that's been all year. And Gilmore's you fine. Done apparently. fine. Yeah, since yeah, since without. Oh yeah, Gilmore had a little bang up late mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, he did. Uh, he went in for an MRI. They thought it might have been a sprained wrist, but apparently he's good. Um, okay. And so you know, then we've got Jordan Lewis and Deron Bland. And if I would have worried if Gilmore was not in there, he is the smartest corner that we have. Um, still a more than capable cover man. But now that he's still there, I'm not worried about it. I feel like our defense is you know ready and rolling. You know, just. Maybe they call a holding call on Micah just once. Just once. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, Micah's getting p- pissed off about that. All right, so before we talk about where your Cowboys end up and the all the NFC games, let's hit Black Monday first. Let's talk about the, the bad news first. Uh, bad news, let's get a recap on all of our head coach firings so far. We have six now of the count. Panthers head coach Frank Reich started it off uh, mm-hmm. midseason. Uh, the GM, Scott Federos joined him now. And then led Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels with GM Dave Ziegler. Uh, after that, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley didn't complete this year either Deservedly with so. GM Tom Telesco gone too. Uh, that was everybody midseason. Three coaches fired midseason here. I don't know if they've started discussing who's taken place. You know, you get a little head head start when you do that, you'd think. But we'll see. Um Falcons, Arthur Smith just went. And then Commanders, Ron Rivera. And uh, Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, who 2022 was coach of the year. Wouldn't you th- well, who knew? <laughs> yeah. It's, hey, there it things is. change, man. Move fast. I think all of these openings make sense, right? All of these firings kind of make sense. I want to rank them 
about how attractive the jobs are. Yeah, please. Let's do this fun. So the most attractive job, and I fucking hate that I'm going to say this, the most attractive job to me is Washington Commanders. Oh. I know. I'm surprised by that. They've got a decent wide receiver core that's, you know, they're not spending too much money on. They've got a decent offensive line. They've got a very talented defensive line still. They've got the number two pick in the draft. You basically get to clear house and start this fucking thing over. If you're not in love with a quarterback at this position, you can still get a blue chip player at the number two position and try Sam Howell out again. Fourth rounder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got a fourth round. You're not committed to big money to everybody. For like the first time in Washington's history, they don't have any big money commitments to anybody. It's very attractive. You've got some talent. Brian Robinson's a nice little running back for you. There are opportunities here. You are in a division that has the Eagles and the Cowboys, yes, but you can also you know, trade places with the Giants, and things can switch very easily. So Washington, loaded with picks, loaded with mid-level talent, and no major financial liabilities. That's number one. That's a great opportunity. That's a good point, and I think you're right. For head coach, uh, GM is a different list, but I think for head coach, you're right there. Oh, yeah. Number two, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, talk about being loaded with offensive talent, loaded with weapons, and not exactly in salary cap hell either. They, they've they moved on from the Matt Ryan contract situation. No one is emotionally or financially committed to Desmond Ritter. You've got right. really talented offensive position players in Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson, as well as Algier. Um, you have a decent offensive line as well. You need to address the defense, but if you bring Picking a solid, eight again, <laughs> what's it? Yeah, they're picking an eight. You're going to get a top ten pick. This is a really good opportunity in a very winnable division. So for me, Atlanta is number two. Uh, number three is actually the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee uh-huh. Titans have in Will Levis a potential, you know, top quarterback, a, a young, strong arm quarterback that the team seems to really like and the fans are really jazzed about not a ton of financial liabilities you might be able to move deandre hopkins for options um so that's another fun thing you can do this is a rebuilding team but you get to brand it and you have a bunch of really tough hard-nosed players already on your team that take the mike rabel personality moving forward with them so that's a lot of fun um after that i would say uh number four is probably the vegas raiders uh, you don't have a quarterback. You do have some skill position players. You do have some draft picks. Um, and you might be attractive to a couple mid-range free agents. The AFC West is, you know, pretty tough, but you have an opportunity for a wild card next year. Um, and I think it's probably Antonio Pierce's job to lose because of the way the team responded to him. Uh, number five is the Los Angeles Come Chargers. On. Yeah. Um, I was like, you can't be the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, it's not. The Los Angeles Chargers have a lot of problems, too, though. I mean, they are in salary cap hell. Um they still have a decent draft pick, and the thing that is great about them is they have Justin Herbert. They have Justin Herbert. They have a lot of skill position players, but they've got to solve the salary cap issues before they even move forward. If you're a GM, that's a big task ahead of you, but they have skill on defense. They have skill on the offensive line. They have a franchise quarterback, so very attractive. It's the salary cap that worries me, and then uh, finally the Panthers, who have no draft picks, uh, no fucking leverage, and probably don't have a quarterback because Bryce Young's not the answer. And a crazy owner you got to deal with. <laughs> um, do you, did the Herbert get his second contract yet? He did. He's big money now. So I wonder if you couldn't, if the new guy moved in and GM, you'd have to really sell it, but you could move on from him at pick at five and get in a young 
get in a rookie guy, start over. You know, if you didn't like Herbert, you somebody could. give you something very, a lot first, second rounder if you wanted to move him. If you decided, right, that you're like, hey, I don't like this Justin Herbert cat. I think you can move him to the Bears for their first two picks. Yeah. If Justin yeah. Herbert was like, yeah, I want to be a Chicago Bear. But it's you mean for one and nine? For one and nine. I think that's what Oof. Justin Herbert is worth. And then you've got to take now? on that money. Yeah, yeah, you would have to take on the money too. I don't yeah, maybe nine. Um, I think okay. if Justin Herbert was on his rookie contract, by the way, they're the number two position. They're the number yes. two most, but it's it's that big money. I mean, he's going to be yeah, a he's $19 stuck. million dollar cap hit next You're year. You're right. There's a lot of money already on the Chargers books, and you almost have to like get a guy that's willing to, to move with the guys that are in the positions because they were supposed to be a playoff team this year. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, oh, potential new head coaches. I got a list for you here, Ooh. and we can run through these real quick. And it's not everybody, but these are the, the, the big names so far. Um, both Lions coordinators are getting talked. Uh, ben Johnson for offense coordinator and even Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I get it with Aaron Glenn. People really like the guy. Um, you know, he's a professional. He's been in the league Just for a long time. Just the success time. hasn't been there, though. Yeah, but Not I mean... Not the Lions defense. Yeah, but I mean, you. there's been coordinators that maybe weren't the best coordinators in the world. And, you know, uh, John Harbaugh is a great example. He's a good special yeah. teams coach, but has been a way better head coach. You know, if you think a guy's got head coach potential, uh, you know, sometimes production doesn't matter as much. True. Uh, Rams defensive coordinator. Of <laughs> yeah. Well, and Biennemi's on this list. Yeah. Biennemi is, I think he's already probably available because Rivera's gone, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He lost his job, too, as offense coordinator for Commanders. De Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, who had a, a, a slight chance at head coach there, you know, was for Tampa yeah. for a season, two seasons. He's a retread. Somebody's going to – they're interviewing him again. Uh, the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald is getting on people's lists now. Raven Steve coordinators, He's, man, they make decent head coaches. Yeah. Your defense coordinator, the Cowboys, Dan Quinn. Now, it sounds like of the last few years where him saying he liked to stay the Cowboys, this is the year where he's like, I'm ready to move on and – try head coaching again uh he better move on to the right opportunity i think dan quinn knows if you move on to a bad opportunity it is not good he moved to a team that had matt ryan as its quarterback he knew yeah. where his bread was buttered he's like i'm not gonna fuck with the offense i'm just gonna yeah. build this defense up so um if that's the case of the six openings yeah i think washington commanders could be interesting i hope he doesn't do that i don't want to face him that many times a year um, mm. For me, Dan Quinn, he would never do this. But, God, he could go back to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't see that happening. Um, we talked about Michigan just won their national championship. And Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, this guy's name has been brought up three, four years ago. He, he was uh, an interview away from being my Vikings head coach. He's been talked about again. And now that he's finally won the national championship, what do you think, Dan? I think he's a Michigan legend forever. If he decides to hang it up this year and goes to the NFL, I get it because the one thing he'd be missing is the Super Bowl. You know, but yeah. he's a national championship coach. Um, if he wipes out of the NFL, I guarantee you any college team would be like, give me fucking Jim Harbaugh. Because um, <laughs> he was a good quality NFL head coach, a rarity in that he could coach college ball and pro ball um, in this century. You know, that is a tough thing to do. Um, 
he's going to get so much money. Like the it makes me feel like he's going to go to Carolina because David Tepper will be like, I'll give you two hundred million dollars if you just come here and rebuild the whole fucking thing. Um, and I think he could do it, but I I really hope he stays at Michigan um, and just gets a crazy fucking contract and you know Michigan wins two more national championships. That'd be nice. Yeah, this is kind of up to him what he wants to do. Um, oh, and now I think we got to talk about Titans with head coach Mike Vrabel being available. Do you? Th- I mean, it seems like he's highly on people's list that mm-hmm. if he would want to immediately go to another head coaching job a la um frank reich who just did so he could probably do it this year yeah i can actually see rabel getting the commander's job too um he's a hard-nosed defensive first head coach i think it's a i think anybody that hires mike rabel you're not going like oh god what are we doing you're like, all right, yeah, this is a good quality guy. He's well above uh, replacement. And as you said, a former coach of the year. He's got the talent. He just needs the talent around him. Uh, at the top of our show, we said that there might be two other teams you're thinking about that maybe uh, could be adding to this list. Who are you thinking, Dan? So it could very well be the Patriots. Um, you know, it's been talked about a lot. Um, what, what will the Patriots do? Could the Patriots move the fuck on? Um I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there's a chance that Pete Carroll doesn't want to be there in Seattle anymore. You know, he's an older dude. We're talking about two of the older head coaches in the league that might be ready to just hang this thing up. Um, And I will give you a third one that I think is just a little bit strange. Um, That third one is actually New Orleans. I think Dennis Allen, just because he hasn't been fired yet, doesn't mean he doesn't get fired in review this year. So there's actually three potential openings that could come loose later on this week or after the Super Bowl. Yeah, Dennis Allen feels like he's on borrowed time. Who's but at the same fucking time, stoked about Dennis Allen? Who would be stoked about going into New Orleans, though, next year? There is no money there. There's yeah. going to be a lot of really hard choices and cuts made. I mean, if I'm Dennis Allen, I maybe don't want to make those cuts. So it's going to be a bad team next year. So, anyways, uh, there's a few more games to talk about uh, for the NFC before we can discuss all of these playoff games. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 21-20. to This is a good time to tell you, Dan, not only did I beat you in picks and take the championship, but I beat my mom. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna just sna- I'm gonna take that audio clip. Yeah, I know. I felt like I was like I go I could start the show with it and saying that, but I go, but it just does. It sounds awful. Uh, in picks, listen, we've we've discussed this on the show, and I think last year she did many many years has my mom somehow just in these picks that are just straight up picks of winning games like we do in this game it's not the spread she beats me she beats dan you know dominates us in these picks but uh she was ahead of me by a game into this final week and it was that seahawks cardinals game no she took um, excuse me she took the bears uh and she took the uh patriots so it was those two that got me ahead of her and then i had to beat uh, another friend of the show dan tazi who's been on as a jets fan and him taking the Patriots too, because you know, fifteen straight, you know, he was such a shocked fan of that. I'm sure that um, <laughs> kick him while he's down, or that'd be the the Jets that get it over him. And then um, this Seahawks one was a big one too. The Seahawks beating the Cardinals uh, is what got it for me. So uh, it took to the end of this game. Um, the Cardinals actually got ahead, and I think they had a chance to kick a field goal there at the end. But uh, guy missed it wide. Isn't that this game? Yeah, I'm thinking of. So Seahawks sneak by in a one point victory that ended up not mattering, but uh, they were still at this point playing to try to get in with a Packers loss. 
they beat the Cardinals 21-20. Anything about this game, Dan? Uh, no, I don't care about the Cardinals. Um, and the Seahawks missed the playoffs. Uh, it kind of sucks for them. They they were a decent team. Um, but yeah, this I, I don't think Pete Carroll wants to go out this way, but this seems like a fitting one where it's like, hey, this team's still got talent. There's still a lot going on here. There's still a very, you know, talk about an attractive opportunity if you are going to become a head coach in the NFL. Uh, the Seahawks are pretty good. Uh, I know it's a tough division, but you're not married to Geno Smith. You know, you could bring in a rookie quarterback to, you know, kind of bring him up behind him. Um, if you're an offensive guy, you've got skill position players at the wide receiver. Um, you've got a decent running back. The cupboard yeah. is not bare. Um, and for Arizona, I will I will say this. Uh, Gannon did a great job, and Kyler Murray kind of changed the narrative of, you know, should they move on from this guy? I, th- I think he makes them a better team. Um, even not being 100%, he makes them a better team. He's a more interesting quarterback. And are you going to move up from your draft position to get somebody when you have Kyler Murray? I don't think you would. Yeah, yeah, that's the decisions now. Um, I think it's come out that Carroll said he's sticking around. I know he's 70-plus, but he's like, nope, I feel good. I'm, I think I can still do whatever I'm going to do. And, and I believe it. He runs up and down that, that sidelines and... He's been coaching for so, so long that... I think uh, he doesn't want to Joe Paterno himself, where he's like, yeah, I'm hanging it up, and then he died. <laughs> yeah, and Seattle, I don't think they have any qualms with him yet. He's been around, you know, he's got some Super Bowl victories and and, and uh, visits that he's, he's bought himself some time until they bought him out. Uh, the Cardinals, on the other hand, yeah, what they impressed me at the end here is when Murray got back in, uh, they became a team. Like, uh, everybody picking them... Um, last week you picked them and stuff to win this game. They almost did. I mm. think it's not a crazy pick because the Cardinals in a divisional game with Kyler Murray healthy this year were really good. Trey McBride, man, he's, you know, talk about tight ends coming in this year. We're going to look back and say that 2023, 2022, excuse me, 2023 draft was one of the best ones for tight ends. Loaded. Um, yeah, very loaded. So I think they're in a good spot. I mean, James Conner, the last two games was like, I will not let you tackle any man possessed. Yeah, two hundred four total from the scrimmage in this one. So, uh, yeah, and now they're picking fourth overall. They're picking fourth overall, and yeah, is Kyler Murray's you know sewn up, so you don't have to go with quarterback right away. There is going to be a lot of QBs going right away. So if it doesn't go boom, 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 one, two, three QBs with whoever ends up picking in those spots with all the trades to come, uh, the Cardinals can move back again if they really want to. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's to say? And then they collected Houston's uh, first-round pick, too. Now that one got a whole lot worse than they thought it would, uh, up there at 20-plus now. Yeah, they probably, were hoping that was a top 10, man. That's, yeah, we'll see where that one lands. You the third overall pick thinking you're going to get a pick in the 20s. No, that was a surprise. Uh, but, yeah, so the Cardinals, uh, we kind of knew what was going to happen this year. Um, the Seahawks just came up. That's short. Just a little short. Losing because, the Packers hurts. Yeah, because the Packers beat the Bears. This is the last game to discuss. 17-9. to Pick this one uh, over you, Dan. But the Bears, um, I don't know. Just They were not ready for this one. They uh, kind of relate back their old ways on offense. Um, not a lot from Fields, which we talked about was a big game for him. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of up in the air again of what the Bears are going to do with him, having that first overall pick. Being on the clock as they are. Uh, Love, another great game. We'll talk about him in their matchup here next. Aaron Jones, Jalen Reed, 
Dontarius Wicks. And this is a bunch of young, young, young wide receivers that uh, by the end of this year have figured out how to catch touchdowns and uh, and put up over 100 yards of receiving yards. So the Green Bay Packers are in the playoffs. I, the Packers are a good team. I mean, I know they're only 9-8. and eight. I know they're kind of just sneaking in. But they're a good team offensively. Defensively, mm-hmm. that just tells you how bad the Bears' offense can be. Defensively, they are a fucking wreck. They are a fucking shambles. And somehow the Bears only scored nine points on them. How does that yeah. happen? I know it's a division game, but goddamn. Like, I, I know I might be damning myself with faint praise here, but like, yeah. the Cowboys have got to kick the shit out of these Packers, man. Or, like, what's the point? What's the point yeah. of the whole fucking season? The Packers, if they lose to the Cowboys, have to say, hey, you know, who had a better season? Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? It's not even close. You know, Jordan Love dragged this team, a young team, as you said about, uh, dragged a very, very young team into the playoffs when maybe they weren't talented enough to do it, um, but he got them there. And so if you're if you're the Packers moving forward with Jordan Love's contract, God, next year is looking really good. You're looking like you can come right back and challenge the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, I... We'll have a lot off season to discuss the Bears and their first overall pick, and also picking at number nine and all of the guys yeah. that they have a choice over here. So there's a lot of discussion that needs to happen with what they're going to do with with Fields and all this stuff. And and I think they have a lot of choices to make. And and you know, Ryan Poles is a second, third year, whatever. It was going to be his third off season as an as the GM. This is the make or break. This is, I mean, you did all your trades. You can do another trade and collect more picks for the future again with that first overall pick. You know, there will be teams that will offer you, but you're at some point you're building your team for the future, and at some point you're going to make make your choices with those picks and build your team. So I mean, I, this this might be the off season. So here's the hard thing, right? If you're the Chicago Bears, maybe you get a trade from Washington. You know, honestly, oh, yeah. like maybe Washington just goes, fuck, man, we'll give you a third rounder, you know, and we'll just come up one spot. Who knows? Yep. Um, New England uh, is not frequently trying to trade higher up into picks. Like they, they generally stand pat or trade Depends pat. on who's making that decision at that time. That's a huge point, too. So, you know, those top three, they're all looking for quarterbacks. I don't think yep. Arizona's looking for a quarterback. I think Arizona's waiting for the best skill position player to fall to them. I think yeah. that's what it is. So it's a good place this, for him. This entire off season is not about assessing the rookie quarterbacks. It's about assessing Justin Fields. What you think is holding him back? Whether it's him, whether it's the offensive coordinator, if it's himself, you got to move on. Get what you can. Get a third round pick. Get a fourth round pick. Whatever you can get for Justin Fields. Make a clean break. Move the fuck on. Or if you go, hey, this guy's still got something on the line. Like let's let's. Roll the dice one more time. Then you trade out of that number one pick, and you just assets, assets, assets. Um, but you've got to leave this draft with a blue-chip prospect if you're Chicago. You've got to do it. You've got to leave with a blue-chip prospect. You can't trade back and get Darnell Wright after you have the number one overall pick. You've got to leave with a blue-chip talent Good point. if you're Chicago. Um, And the one thing I want to ask, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, uh, Fields was not the choice of this front office, right? No, he was not. Yeah, and I think that's telling. I think that's very telling. Teams want to pick their guy. They want to live and die on their guy. So 
we'll see what their choice is. They, we've got a whole off season to discuss it and all of our previews of the, uh, the quarterbacks and wide receivers and pass rushers and those, those guys who go first overall. So we'll see who, who, uh, will be up there. All right. We are finally at the time to discuss the playoffs. Um, and, uh, starting at Sunday at three thirty PM is the very first NFC game. We get to see, the Green Bay Packers going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Cowboys by 50. <laughs> there's a little history in between these two teams no. in pl- postseason. There's no? not. No. Mike there's, McCarthy? No? Uh, no, there's not. <laughs> there's a little history between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers, yes. But there's no history yes. between these two teams. This is I not, get what you're saying. This is okay. not Mike McCarthy's Packers team. This is not Aaron Rodgers' Packers team. Right, this is right. a brand new fucking team that has almost no relationship to anything that's happened between these two franchises. So I the think whole it's connection to the game in Green Bay and what did Des catch and stuff like that—that's just silly no, talk now because it's, it's just gone, two man. franchises. Yeah, just two franchises. I that was the Aaron Rodgers Packers, which it, I I hate him. I will hate him for as long as I'm alive. But it's for uh, fans. Yeah, this is it's just a more for, for a fans thing, yeah, to say, like, uh, it's this team. Yeah, this is a clean break. Now, th- bear in mind, if the Cowboys lose this game, I'll be like, goddamn Packers. Yeah. And, and this will go into the treasure trove of hatred that we have for them, but I don't think Cowboys fans are as worried about this game because, you know, the, the bad man is not there anymore, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. But um, l- let's be honest about Jordan Love. Uh, he has looked like he's a competent um, quarterback. It doesn't look like the Packers are going to be searching for a franchise guy for a bunch of years and stuff. It looks like they might have actually gone one, two, three. Yeah, which sorry for you, dude. Oh God, pisses the fuck out of me. I I feel like, and I'm looking at Packers like uh, Pittsburgh Steelers of the AFC, like just that franchise that's very well run that won't go the fuck away. I. I hate the idea that the Packers might, that they have a chance in this fucking thing. You know, they've got good wide receivers. I don't think Jordan Love has really faced a pass rush like he's going to face against the Cowboys. I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to try to gash us with Aaron Jones. I think if the Cowboys can score early and keep pass rush pressure on this Packers team, I think we could run away with this. Um, if the Packers just go, no, fuck it, we're running this thing with Aaron Jones, we're going to run it down your throat, then I start to get worried. That's the mm-hmm. thing that worries me. So, yeah, would love an early lead here by the Cowboys. It's uh, Cowboys undefeated at home this year. I think that's uh, I, paramount. I think that's a important thing because the, they're much different and stronger team at home. Uh, oh, Packers yeah. are a team that has, certainly can put points on the board. But um, Cowboys control the ball usually when they're when they're when they're at their peak. They 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 take the ball out of the other team's offense's hands and longer drives and stuff. So I think that's what they can do to these Packers. Mm-hmm. You make it so uh, you know the uh, the the chances for the Packers' offense are limited. And if you can do that, then I think you score more points on them. And yeah, you control this game pretty well. So I believe the Cowboys take it too. I think the Cowboys, you know, second seed over seven seed, it just is an easier one to, to pick there in Dallas. And the Packers, Jesus, you know, like we said with some of these teams, house money yeah, shouldn't be much. here. This is a rebuilding, ga, 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 whatever. So you're in a fine spot, you know, and then you can just 
build up that defense a little bit better. Um, the next game on the list, because we've discussed everything now, we can just talk about the games for next week. Sunday night, the L.A. Rams go into Detroit. It's Rams-Lions. Scripted. Uh, it's it's not really Stafford redemption. It's kind of Jared Goff redemption if we're talking about it. Um, yeah, wild one here, and probably what feels like might be a, a, a track meet of offense. Yeah, I would hope for the Lions' sake, I hope this is a track meet. Because if it doesn't turn into a track meet, I think the Lions lose this thing. Because the Rams' defense is still pretty fucking good, man. You still get Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, still blow up the game. You know Aaron Donald's like, I want to sack that fucking Goff. I want to kick this shit out of Jared Goff. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. in Aaron Donald's mind, he thinks I would have two more rings if Jared Goff was a good quarterback. You got it. You got to figure that's something that goes through his head. He's like, I would have at least one more ring if Jared Goff was a good QB. I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm going to fuck up his career. Um, so you better hope Detroit gets on the board very quick, very early. Um, and the, you know, Detroit's defense works better as a pass rushing defense anyway. So, yeah, early lead, very important. Same thing for the Cowboys. Early lead is so paramount to Detroit because if you let Los Angeles stay in this, I think they have a they have a shot at it. Um. Pick your poison, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Uh, you, you know, c- cover one. The other guy's gonna Kyron get the, the yards. Yeah, Kyron Williams is, is a weapon there, and then the Lions have a strong run game too. So the Lions have to control that game. But I I doubt Sam Laporta plays. That's a big hit. The Lions um, are missing some other guys too. You know, after. Uh, St. Brown, there's not a lot. I mean, St. Brown was killing us in these games. and it's not, There were points in the Vikings-Lions ones where I was like, just double him. I'd like to see them try to beat us with just Josh Reynolds and whatever else because I don't think it's possible. Um, Jameson Williams and shit. So I believe this is the other upset of the – other upset, the other road win of the weekend. Mm. If I'm If I'm picking games of the playoffs, I'm taking the Rams in this one. Because I think what you'll see is um, the only thing that the Rams' are Achilles heel is is their kicking game. And I know they put <laughs> Brett Maher in now, but that's not a fix. And there's still going to be this question of like, well, if it comes down to like who's just kicking more field goals. And I know it's indoors and everything, but yeah, I'm a little worried that the Rams will second guess kicking some field goals and stuff. So. They need to score the touchdowns, but I think they will. I really do. I think Puka Nakua, I think Kyron Williams, I think these guys are going to light it up. Um, so I have the Rams win in this one, but gonna, it's going to be a close one. I'm going to take Detroit, but you got to figure, you know, follow the script, right? So Detroit yeah. wins this game. Where do they get to go back to? Dallas. Detroit yep. goes to Dallas. Uh, as long as, yep, no, either way. Yeah. You figure if, if Dallas wins their game and uh, Los Angeles wins their game, then guess where Los Angeles goes? To San Francisco, which is, to me, not as interesting of a game, but could get weird. L.A. San Fran always play each other strangely. Yeah, well, that's uh, McVeigh and uh, Shanahan. Um, Shanahan. They love that matchup. So I, I don't know. I think the NFL would get behind that. The West Coast certainly would. Fair. Um, and they love building that it's it's a bigger market they want LA, that cali market detroit man. yeah they just don't get detroit shit hey look at lions made to the playoffs hey good for you all right bye you know i feel like that nfl would love to do that so we'll see finally monday night we gotta you gotta wait all the way to monday night and i feel like by then hopefully you know hopefully it's gonna be a good one eagles buccaneers eagles buccaneers uh these are two teams that uh it's 
It's weird. To, I don't know who's going to show up. Um, I have a feeling there's certain cannons that will get fired by a, by one of the hosts of this mm-hmm. show. Uh, but for Ooh, myself, it's full of powder. <laughs> on paper, the Eagles should take this. The Eagles should be able to win this. Um, I have my serious doubts about this team and their offense and what they put out there lately. And Tampa's defense is the one thing that's so smart uh, that if they figured out the Eagles' offense like everyone else in that front and stuff, then they could they could upset these Eagles. They could beat them. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, this one is up. This one is probably the closest one for the week of picks for me. But because I know what you would pick, I'm going to say the Eagles will win it. Fire the fucking cannons. <laughs> That's all I have to say on this. You know I'm not picking <laughs> this. Uh, for those of you that got real close to your speakers, I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I, listen, and this is not one of those, like, just straight eagle hater shits. Um Tampa's an interesting team. They're going to be playing a home game, and you have a, you can't call it anything else, a sliding Eagles team. Um, now, the Eagles could right the ship dramatically, um, boat pun, but, uh, I yeah, mm-hmm. I think Tampa Bay legitimately has a chance to carry this in. I don't know if Tampa Bay goes much farther than that because then that means Tampa Bay, if everything goes the way I think it's going to go, Tampa Bay goes to San Francisco, and that's not fun. That's not yeah. fun for them. Yeah, so if you go, so your picks, Tampa goes to San Francisco, and the Lions would go to Dallas. Yes, and you like that matchup a little bit better than the well. Either way, you're not going Dallas to San does Francisco. not go to San Fran until the championship game if it happens. Right. For mine, it would be the Rams coming though to Dallas, which is I think honestly a little bit scary. I I don't want that. That's not yeah. what I want. And then the Eagles would go to uh, San Francisco. Either way, San Fran's getting an interesting matchup. uh, Yeah. Unless it's the Buccaneers. (laughs) The Buccaneers are an (laughs) uninteresting matchup for San Fran. That's true. That's true. That would be a blowout. So, yeah, we'll see actually what the NFL and everybody wants to do. See what um, the script is. Yeah. All right, folks. I think we hit all the games. We hit all the games. We're ready for the playoffs to begin on Saturday. Uh, three weeks or three, three, excuse me, three days of playoff football. Uh, even though you're going to have to wait through some, some of them, the mornings, uh, to get to it. But, uh, there, we got some fun ones on the, on the docket. Um, final picks just to wrap up this, uh, push off podcast pickums uh, for the season. I finished my season at 175. Correct. Dan at 165. I have, Taking the championship finally for the first time in I think at least three years. I, I know you won the last two, so finally I get this one. Uh, that final week eighteen did not undo me, and um, I feel like you didn't just pick against the Eagles all season long. So this feels a little deserved. So I should have. I really should have pat my back on this one. If um, only like I said I had. I, I took care of my mom too. I took care of everybody else. So guys, if you're putting money on the games, you should probably be listening to me, not Dan. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, we win around uh, ten games a week. That's the average. So that's that's the one thing. Push off podcast knows what they're talking about. Is I think what what we're getting to is what we're saying. We do all right, but that's our show, and that is our season from twenty twenty three. We're into twenty twenty four. Our plan is to not uh, leave you in the lurch here through the playoffs, and to continue through scouting, which is Dan's favorite time of year. Uh, this is a big old draft coming up. Um, my eyes are already on it, pick 11. 
And I, I you know, I want to see who the good pass rushers are in here. I don't know if we're signing Daniil Hunter. I need our quarterback of the future because even if uh, Kirk comes back on this quote unquote hometown discount, he never said that. That's just something we're throwing out there. Um, that would, you know, he's still going to be thirty six. That's uh, you need a plan. He's, not, he's no spring chicken. Um, that's uh, that's nearly uh, that's nearly Dan's age. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not anywhere near mine, but anyways, um, it's time to wrap the show up and we like to wrap the show up with some crazy stats and I got some crazy stats this week, Dan. Yes, sir. All right. I got a slew of them. I'd like, I, I should have put these in like an order of, of good ones to bad ones or whatever, but screw it. Here we go. Uh, this will be the very first postseason without Peyton Manning or Tom Brady since 1998. Good Lord. <laughs> it's 2024. That is a changing of the guard, man. That is a changing of the guard. Finally, here we are. Uh, this is the new... N- we have a new NFC East champion. Congrats to your Cowboys for the past 19 seasons. Well, we're going to try to put an end to that next year. That's the This was happening in the NFC do. South as well for a long time. But like, yeah, we yeah. forget. This is the NFC East. It's volatile. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do. So we'll see. Cowboys can do it again. The Patriots had more wins of over 500 teams this year than the Dolphins did. Ooh, Dolphins worry. Hey, the 4-13 and 13 Cardinals have won more games uh, on playoff teams than five teams that have clinched. Ooh, good for yeah. you, Gannon. Cardinals won three games against playoff teams. Here, um, all right. The Panthers have never ran. Uh, excuse me. The Panthers this season never ran a play in the fourth quarter with a lead. It's because they're a pathetic franchise. They won two games this season. They went two and fifteen. Both those games were last second field goal wins. God damn, dude. Pinheiro. Uh where are we at? All right. Texans are the first team to win a division with a first year head coach and first year QB. First time ever. Coach of the year. Yeah, that's what you said for coach of the year. That's a, that's the argument for that. The Rams have missed 16 kicks this season, extra points, and field goals. That's the most by any team in 20 years. Yeah, kicking's gotten so much better, and the Rams are like, nah, fuck it. We'll trade you kicks <laughs> for picks. <laughs> kicks for picks. Yeah, and then is that the Achilles heel? Is that going to cost them here? We'll see. Uh, the Giants were sacked 20 more times than anyone else this season uh, any other teams with 85 sacks god and they they really spread that around quite a few quarterbacks too yeah, at least three guys uh this was the first season since 2017 to not finish with a tie wow i forgot there's no ties this year uh two more montez sweat is the first player to lead in sacks for two teams six and a half for the commanders and six for the bears talented man that's 12 sacks on the year man that's pretty good did it on two teams in the same year. Amazing. And then finally, Calvin Johnson had the most receiving yards in a season. Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown most recently for wide receivers. And now Puka Nakua has the most receiving yards and receptions by a rookie. Listen, all those wide receivers had the same quarterback, Matthew Stafford. He is wide receiver friendly. 
<laughs> at least at least he knows where like his his bread is buttered and he focuses in on that guy and for whatever reason it does not end up in interceptions you must not stare the guy down but he knows where to throw it all right guys that's the push off podcast week 18 that is our episode to lead you into the uh postseason you know we still we still went along because of black monday and all that stuff so thank you for for joining us all the way to the end i had fun i hope you guys did too but before we leave dan you got to give them the parting words of wisdom be not afraid those of you who have missed the playoffs for there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that light is train a train carrying all these new draft picks (laughs) That's right. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Get aboard the draft (laughs) station. Uh, Stop number one. Uh, As soon as these um, playoffs wrap up and we have a Super Bowl champion, we're going to move right into scouting. And, oh, boy, there's a lot of players we're going to talk about, man. There's going to be like eight quarterbacks we're scouting this year. We're all over the place. So get excited. It is going to be one hell of a draft season if your season is already over. Now, if you're a Cowboys fan, good luck. I'll see you all in February when our, you know, season finally ends with a super bowl victory <laughs> all right well uh we, yeah we'll, we'll see we'll discuss all of it as we get to that point thank you guys so much i am scott and this is dan enjoy the playoffs goodbye